Stay back! Or the ginger nut gets it! Welcome to Tripod, a podcast about cinema's unofficial trilogies, three films which are not linked by the usual elements like characters or plot, but instead are connected by a director or writer or actor, or sometimes much, much less. I am Matt. And I am Tyree. And today we are taking the train down to Sanford to bring the noise with this second instalment of the Edgar Wright Cornetto trilogy, Hot Fuzz. I don't know what accent I was doing at the end there. It was a bit... Aussie and English. Bit yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean y. You weren't yeah, pretty bit, pirate. Hello, Poppet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the British accents. It's so like good. It. Edgar Wright's Hot Fuzz 2007, written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pagan. It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's our take. That's our take. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Your favorite in the trilogy? Is it too early to say that? Uh. Like I'm, I'm not gonna it. say. Okay. I'm not gonna say until uh, the next episode. Okay. I'm gonna reveal our favorites. Okay. Fair. Um, it'll probably be easy to guess because there's only three in a trilogy. But hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and like if we don't like one, it's pretty easy to be like, well, yeah. there's, now there's only two. It's one of those and things where like with ten, there's so there's so much like moving around you could do, and like mm. eight and seven could swap here and there. But then did we do yeah, a ranking for? We did do a ranking for Bronco, didn't we? Let's not bring up Bronco Bridges. <laughs> we bought it up every episode. No, we definitely <laughs> so did. So far. We're trying to figure out the format still. So we definitely did a ranking. Yeah. We, obviously, we spun the yeah. wheel, which will be next episode. And, and I have put in a, I have, I've put in a lot of thought into which... We ranked our favorite. Uh, well. Yeah, I've been ranking the, the Cornetto trilogy in my head. Yeah. So I'm ready to go. I'm primed. Nice. But not going to spoil it. Yeah. Hot fuzz. Yeah. Um, yes. A movie that I do not think I saw in the cinema. I didn't see in the cinema, but I saw like I saw clips and bits everywhere. It was the biggest thing for people my age, kids my age, and especially my older brother's age, who was four years older than me at the time. Yes, probably. He was maybe, what, 15, 16, 17, 18? I don't know, but it was the biggest thing. <laughs> four years of... <laughs> 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, uh, It was some age. Uh, it was the biggest thing. I remember it being this big, big thing. So I'm very excited to talk about it because... Like with Shaun of the Dead, I was thinking that I might come into this with my cruddy cinephile pretensions and be like, no, oh, I don't like it as much. But <laughs> I love this movie so much. Just like Shaun of the Dead, it was so good to, to rewatch it again and I had so much fun. Yeah, this one feels like they took everything that they did with Shaun of the Dead yeah. and like it just, I mean, as polished as that film feels, this mm. one feels like they just were like, okay, we've got a bit more money. <laughs> or like we've got I don't know I just feel because whenever I think of Shaun of the oh, Dead they've got I think, some clout yeah, yeah whenever I think of Shaun of the Dead I think oh you can definitely tell that these guys were the guys who made Spaced yep. in the best way but it just yep. feels granular and like filmy and like kind of like gritty yeah and I think it suits the yep. the kind of found footagey kind of you know zombie movie that it mm. is and this one feels like the action genre that it is taking off like yep. even though it's set in this little tiny British village yeah it's just so it's, it just feels super polished. They, yeah, they've really... It, it, like, the, the leap in uh, ability is very visible here. Yeah. In this one. But yeah. the one thing that didn't come uh, along for the ride is, like, the long takes, which mm. is what I noticed. Like, the... I mean, that kind of makes sense because of the the kind what, of action you, movies they're trying to... What do you mean by a long take? What do you mean? Well, I'm just... The two... There's those two iconic... Iconic. There's two long takes in Shaun of the Dead where oh, right. Shaun does that walk to the the milk bar and then back and yep. then he does it again. Yeah. Um. That kind of stuff, I feel like, was taken out of this one and doesn't appear until uh, the well, probably his next movie's got Pilgrim, but then definitely in um, The World's End. There's like these 
these extended fight sequences where the camera just keeps on rolling. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's not in Hot Fuzz as much because there's so many like quick cuts mm. all the way through, which makes sense because they were trying to replicate um, a, like the certain type of action movies that were coming out around around about this time. What are the films that it's uh, it literally references? Because they literally is it's um. Uh, a lot of point, like Bad Boys Break. 2 Point Break and Bad yeah. Boys 2 is, yes. the, is the main thing And yeah. they reference those They literally watch them they watch And them. he's yeah. like How cool Because they're cop movies basically yeah. So they're yeah, like yeah, How yeah. cool is this <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, It was Paul Greengrass And Tony Scott Specifically Tony oh, Scott Of course Tony Scott uh, I can't remember how many movies he's done But like A lot Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 That's the only one I can think of Well that's interesting That <laughs> he did that Because stuff. he did um, uh, The other train movie um, Unstoppable Oh Unstoppable That's yeah. right Which I yeah. didn't like as much Really? Probably what painted my We talked about Chris Pine In the last <laughs> Oh yeah That's another I didn't think of that That's another one That I love him in Oh really? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He is good in that But yeah, like yeah, the yeah. movie Is really Not great No 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 think. Watch it again man It's what? awesome No It is It's Surely so good not. I was so bored It's one of Tarantino's Like top three films <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Train movie? Uh, what, no, well, it's a, it's, I don't know, top three, but it's definitely a movie. It's up there. It's, no, that. but I think it was on the Ringer podcast or some other movie podcast yeah. that he was asked to talk about three films that he considered masterpieces or something. I could be getting that wrong, oh, but it was okay, kind yeah, of yeah, around yeah. those parameters. And well, he came on, I think he talked about Dunkirk. Yep. He, he does love about, Dunkirk. He yep. talked about, um, he really uh, liked, one, and then Unstoppable. And he, he talked about Unstoppable in a way that yeah. was like, just like how, how, for what for the kind of movie it is, how well executed yeah. it is. But I agree with you. Taking it yeah. one, two, three is awesome. Yeah, uh, I can't, I can't remember it too well. I just really like Denzel in it, and I know there's a, I know it's a remake, and I haven't seen the original. But it's interesting you bring up Tarantino because this movie, Hot Fuzz, is also a favorite of his. Yeah, at least for 2007. Uh, I watched the, I was watching the commentary with Edgar Wright and Tarantino, mm. and yeah, straight out of the gate, he was like, "Yep, yeah, my top movie, two thousand Really? He's like, yeah, but you know, there's still December to go, so you never know. How uh, does he? How does he? Um, how does he and Edgar Wright go together, sitting together, like in it? Pretty well, because Edgar Wright is such a, a cinephile. They, they talk yeah. about like the entire thing. They're watching the movie, and you can hear it going on in the background, and they're just talking about other movies. The most, the biggest thing they bring up, which I found interesting, was that like there's no real British police movies. There's been British gangster movies like mm. uh, Get Carter and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's been American cop movies where an American cop goes to Britain and does mm. you know a mission there in London or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's never like a dirty cop movie. In, there's not many dirty cop movies. Yeah, set right. In Britain. Interesting. There's obviously there's so many... 007, but he's like in Madrid. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and also like I mean, difference between a cop and and he's literally the the, the thing that's like they keep exploiting what he can do that a cop couldn't do yes. in those movies. He's, he's got like, the license to kill. Yeah, the cops yeah, don't. Yeah, uh, and and I think this what this movie does so brilliantly. Yeah, similar similarly to how Hot Fuzz, uh, sorry, to Shaun of the Dead takes like the zombie um, genre and mm. puts it in like a British setting. This one is trying to take that Americanized kind of like super cop mm. and put it onto these yeah. little tiny towns yeah. with the cops who, you know, let's go by the shop and, you know, kind of yeah. go in, you know, just like the Jerry's who are just kind of walking along. And <laughs> I think it's, I think it's the right name. Yeah, I thought the Jerry's were like Germans in world war two. Were they? Yeah. Jerry's. That's a, that's like a, a Nazi. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, the anyway. bobs, the bobs. Bobs make sense. The bill, I don't know. Well, that's the, the fuzz. What's that's the fuzz mean? 
The fuzz I've, is like a is like a, a slang term for the cops. Okay, there you go. Um, the fuzz, hot fuzz. Yeah. Um, they wanted to call it hot fuzz with two T's, and Simon Pegg of all people was like, no. <laughs> I mean, he was the right. Why two T's? Because two Z's, I guess. Oh yeah, no. You it's not a great that. gag. Actually, that's. A, I was gonna say something else about. Uh, I can't remember. Yep. But you just mentioned Great. Hot Fuzz. Good start. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you just mentioned Hot Fuzz, though. I think it might be one of the best movie titles ever. Hot Fuzz. It's so good. It's pretty, yeah, it's like... Bang, bang. And bang, it's bang. also, it's funny, but bad it's boys. relevant. Yeah. Well, Bad Boys is pretty good, but I think, yeah, Hot Fuzz yep. delivers in a way that, I don't know, like, I mean, my favorite of all time is probably Big Trouble in Little China. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Big I could, little. like, so, if so I good. could write a film called that, I wouldn't even care if it was panned. Like, if it was really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, I'd be like, well, don't, I don't care. The name is perfect. Yeah, there's some, yeah, there's someone out there who's trying to think of the best movie titles. Ice like, Station that one Zebra got, is pretty good. Which one? Ice Station Zebra. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. What happens in that? Is it an ice station? Yeah, it's about, okay. it's like a spy novel that was made into oh. a movie, spy movie, Ooh. about uh, these people who, this murder that happens in yeah. a submarine in the Arctic and oh. this ice station that all these people have died on and no one knows why. It's like a mystery in spine of it's fucking Sounds awesome. Dope. <laughs> I read it when I was in isolation, yeah. which was super weird because all of these guys in the book are in isolation, but yeah. in like the Arctic, like three miles deep. Oh, and so right. I was like, wow, that would suck. And then I, I like, feel your pain. And I was like, I can't go outside neither. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in Melbourne. So it was probably cold. And probably now. really cold. <laughs> cold as the devil's butt crack. Go. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah so like pretty much edgar wright was keen to they just wanted to make an action movie mm. and this is a, a uh this is a hurdle that simon and edgar i should should i say pen and Wright? it doesn't matter um these two were always oh, trying to that's overcome. wait pen peg peg i was gonna say that'd be crazy if their <laughs> names were pen and Wright. <laughs> that would be good oh well too bad because uh, then you could literally say right well hang on how it would have worked. It's a gonna, pen and you write with it. Yeah, yeah, but I was going to say... I get what you're trying to say. I was going to say write with pen. Like they did it <laughs> that together. That is good, right? But it's not. And now it's write with peg. Write with peg. Uh, uh, the hurdle they were trying to overcome was it was because they were unestablished filmmakers, they couldn't make genre action movies. They couldn't make a zombie movie. Mm. They had to make a comedy. And they're like, well, let's make a zombie movie, but we'll say it's a comedy. Similar to how... Um, Seth MacFarlane just wants to make the Orville and Fox is like no it has to be a comedy because you made Family Guy and mm. he's like oh it's a comedy yeah and, and it's then not. it's not it's, <laughs> like it's a, a comedy like in the first step and then apparently when Norm Macdonald like plays a blob he plays a blob and then, and then, like, it's, and then it's just like yeah <laughs> and then it's just his Star Trek, Trek right? Right? Yeah. yeah Um, and there was the same thing with Hot Fuzz they wanted to make an action movie they couldn't so they're like okay it's a comedy but we get to make we get to do all the fun stuff that action movies get to do and they're obviously just comedic geniuses so like it's hilarious as well. Yeah. Uh, and it, I mean, probably by the world's end, they would have had the ability to make, um, I mean, after that he makes the uh, baby driver and then last night in Soho, but he by makes, the time they get to baby driver and Soho before world's end, I know after world's end, Afterwards. but what's he was at, any, Oh, Scott Pilgrim, we Scott Pilgrim that, yeah. which is also awesome. But yeah. I think by the world's end, he was at a stage where they could have made just a straight up action movie, but they wanted to make a comedy. They're like, yeah. sweet. And we can do this thing too. Yeah. 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 Well, they're definitely like, they're not only linked by, because sometimes this is obviously the Cornetto, the yeah. Cornetto trilogy, but some yeah. people call it the blood and ice cream trilogy. trilogy yes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's every, every story involves like, you know, like a big kind of, not apocalyptic necessarily. I yeah. mean, the first one for sure. Yeah. And the third, third one, one for, sure. for sure. But this one is more small scale. 
Yes, but it's, it's always just about a town and the conspiracy there. It's always some collective versus like individuals. Yeah, in a way. So yeah. it's like zombies, and then it's this NWA. Yeah, a very unfortunate name for the Neighborhood Watch Association, and then. Uh, and also the protagonist, not to get into the third one too much, aliens. but it's... Yeah. Well, I was going to say... The, or the, the robot, whatever they are. Yeah, I was going to say the, the... The network, that's it. That's it, yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say... Um, I was going to say the, the protagonist is weirdly, like, always heartbroken, or at least single. Yeah. Which well, is there's like, always a bromance of some always kind. A, well, that's the thing. Always a yeah. bromance, but also like obviously Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. He literally, he it's kind of a, the whole B plot is about a breakup. Yeah. And then this one, he's just been left. Yeah. Right? They get by Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Enough, which is cool. Crazy. Yeah. 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 I was, I completely forgot that she was in that. Yeah. And also Peter Jackson. Did you see him? No. Peter Jackson plays Santa Claus who stabs him in the, in the hand at the start. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How crazy is wow. that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they got into trouble because uh, apparently they weren't allowed to do any press on Kate Blanchett being in the movie. Something about the contract, I guess. And then someone mentioned it in like a, a junket or something like that. And their agents were like, you can't do that. Wow. I, the only thing that I did notice was um, when uh, Danny tosses a DVD copy of Supercop into the bin in the supermarket. Oh, yeah. Did you see what what's in there? Yeah, party zombies or something. Zombie party. Zombies party. Which is the Shaun of the Dead the DVD cover. Yeah, the film Spanish and Portuguese yeah. title for. Uh, how can it be both? Wait, what? They're different languages. Anyway, the film Spanish. This is a. Like, but it's written in English anyway. I don't know. Oh, okay, right. Sense. But yeah, it was like a Shaun of the Dead DVD in there. Yeah, there's a relationship in the first one. There's a breakup in the second one. In the third one. It's, I mean, there's a little bit of a fling, but not much. No, it, yeah. it's like kind of more the relate. The bromance is the thing that's broken. Yes, in that one. The bromance is broken. The, the there's a relationship that never happened, but in Gary's Simon Pegg's character's head, yeah, did happen. Um, what What did you think of um, the two, like Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, in in this one compared to uh, Shaun of the Dead? In terms of like, did you do you prefer the dynamic in this one? I like this one. I like this one. I think Me I too. love it's. It's funny seeing a, like the ultra straight man Nicholas Angel. Yes, and then um, Nick Frost's character Danny. Yeah, being I, who he is, and he's very cute as well. He's so cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. so like, because he's the son of the chief, right? Son of the chief, and he's kind uh, of a Butterman. dummy. Yeah, Danny Butterman. Butterman. <laughs> it's a funny name too. I love the opening scene, which is such like a just cavalcade of British actors again, where they just get yeah. in a bunch of like. Oh, and I love I love how with the trilogy it's linked obviously through Simon and Nick, but it's yes. also like Martin Freeman is in all of them. Martin Freeman is. Bill yeah. Nye is in all of them. Yeah. And I like how Bill Nye his biggest role. Martin is Freeman in the gets first... like increasingly bigger. Yes, role. that's what I love about it. Right? Is Martin Freeman is <laughs> like in that in the gang that they meet um up with yeah. in the in Shaun of the Dead. He's like yeah. got one line. And then yeah. he's like a sergeant in the next one. He's got like a full scene. And then he's like a proper <laughs> big part of the third one. I love it. It's so good. Same with one of the Andes as well. Um, yes, and who, what a what a glow up! Um, I know he he's in House of the Dragon, right? Is that what? It's oh, called? Pa- there's, so there's Patty. I forget his last name. Patty, yes, but no. Um, Rafe Spall. Is that his name? That's the that's one of the Andes. He's so he's the he he is um, one of the co-workers where Sean works in Sean of the Dead, and he looks like 15 years old, and then. By hot fuzz, he's just turned into a. He's like evolved almost. Oh off wow! Of course he is. <laughs> 
So Andy Wainwright and Andy Cartwright. That's it. Names. So again, they have the exact same like wagon yeah. builder career. Yeah, Sergeant Tony <laughs> Fisher, Bob Walker, Doris Thatcher, Tom Weaver. That's it. There you go. Um, Leslie Tyler, <laughs> James Reaper, Tim Messenger. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize there were so many of these. Yeah. And then Tim Barlow, Mr. Teacher. Oh, no, Treacher. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Peter Cocker. I don't know oh. what that is. Um, I didn't realize how big the cast of Hot Fuzz was. Man, it's because there's a lot of huge. names I just didn't recognize. I didn't uh, know as a, as a young kid. But just looking back at it now, it's insane. I, a lot of the names I don't even realize, but they're all British acting royalty. Like yeah, Timothy Dalton. Well, yeah. I mean, that's another funny thing is like they got two Bonds. Two in this Bonds. Yeah, 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 that would have been cool. I did, is there any others? No. No, they didn't get Daniel or anything like no, that. No, Daniel's not Roger. in it. Sean Connery's not in it. Nope. That would have been cool if they'd had three Bonds <laughs> the across key. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Tim, I would say both of them are great, but I feel like Timothy Dalton is like he, win, he just has way win, more to do. Out. And he it's does so hilarious. His character yeah. is a lot funnier. Yeah. Which we'll, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Yeah. But He's so good. He's one of my highlights of this movie as he well. He plays Simon Skinner, who's the actor who in that's in those acting scenes in the Shakespeare. Um, yeah, they put um, Edgar and Simon put the, both their mums in it. Yes, in that. yeah, in that little village. Uh, the, the what, yeah, that one came here. I remember distinctly like the trailers for Hot Fuzz happening when I was young. And like they always had that one snippet of Timothy Dalton going, "My my, here come the fuzz." Yeah, which I loved because his voice is his so voice rich. is unbelievable. And I love doesn't Great. he just he just keeps getting all the all the like double entendres that I think Nick Frost got into Shaun of the Dead, where he's just like, "Oh wow, she looks like she's really lost." He her does, head. yeah, yeah, but it's that always kind of about the murders. He yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so keeps impl- impl- implicating himself <laughs> in it all. <laughs> He becomes the most glaring non-red herring because yeah. he is obviously one of the culprits, but like for the complete different reasons that um, Nicholas Angel thinks. I think anyway, well, what they're so good at. My words are clearly getting three, stumbled. Three films is, and especially I think this one is maybe the best. Mm. Um, is how good they are at just introducing their characters. Yes, like Simon Pegg's character in this. Like I watch that opening scene every now and then oh, just because it's, so it's so good. But it purely is just like. Let's just tell you about this guy, but I like you know if you would if you were to put it under the microscope, you could argue it's like oh it's a lot of exposition, like a lot of backstory, but it's so intriguing yeah. and it also gets you on his side so quickly. Yeah, because of yeah, like yeah. that competence that you're just like, geez, this guy's good. Yeah, and again, it's that classic like the things he excels at are like also kind of quaint as well, like the chess championship thing, yeah. <laughs> and like just being like he has like. He's like very impressive on his bike or whatever. <laughs> he does that skid. Yeah, yeah. He's it's just, so good. And it's like just a push bike. Just a normal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, in that opening scene where he like, he does that like SWAT team. He kicks the door down or whatever. It's in that opening montage. Mm. And he shoots some guy with an AK-47 or whatever. Mm. Is another cameo, Garth Jennings, who did, who directed um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. Yeah. And also Sing, I think. And Sing too. Sing I don't think he's done Sing much. Too? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, but Steve Coogan great. as well. He's in it. He's Steve one of the, Coogan's so good. Um, I love that. Do you, do you want me to take this upstairs? Like, yeah, <laughs> how they all do that. <laughs> There's so many favorite bits. We yeah. we need to like list them off almost. Well, I mean that ones. whole opening. I think as well. What what I'm trying to think of Nick Frost. Like, obviously, we should go through the plot eventually. Yes. But um, yeah, Nick Frost has that moment where he kind of breaks down and and like he he he, he like comes. It, he kind of like exposes himself as that like 
I've never been taken seriously or like his mum yeah. and his, I think his mum obviously being part of that. Yeah. Like, they have that heart to heart. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Where they're both like bringing down their walls or whatever. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas, especially cause we know nothing about him, which again is one of my, uh, one of my favorite bits in the entire like trilogy, I think. Yeah. But it's the use of the C word. So I may not be able to use it on this podcast. So, so we know a little bit, obviously, I think we've both seen that video um, yeah. on YouTube where they talk about Simon and, and Edgar talk about going to the cabin, basically, where they just like threw away their phones for a week or two. Oh, yeah. And, and just plotted out the whole, yeah, yeah, plotted out the whole thing where they worked out the characters and yeah. the town. And yeah. so they obviously had an idea to work from from yeah. that, which was like, let's do an American style cop movie in a small yeah. British town where the, yeah. the tidy town council is like the running this operation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just so great. Um, the neighborhood watch. Yeah. Yeah. And so from there, they kind of built it all out. Mm. Do you think that they, because Nick and Simon in, in The Shaun of the Dead, they're so slobbish mm. and slovenly and all that stuff. Yep. Do you think that they intentionally were like, let's do a cop film, therefore our characters should be X, Y, Z, like this way, like more kind of, especially because Simon's, his characters are so different from mm. film to film. He actually kind of mm. goes from down to up to down again where he like, <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. a loser slob becomes an amazing cop and then loser slob again yeah. and nick frost is i don't know but just just the way i think they just the way they keep changing the mm. dynamic mm. but also make the bromances so believable yeah. and so interesting yeah is such a great like they literally do it three times in a row with completely different characters yeah and different back like it's it's pretty amazing how well they work together all the time yes and like how unique they, I mean, they just still feel, they feel so fresh the mm. entire way. Cause like you say, it's the same thing three times in a row, but just fresh mm. and, you know, yeah. invigorating. I think uh, it's interesting how, I think it's, it's kind of, obviously all three films are separate and different, but mm. because of how many comparisons you could make between the three, yeah. I just think that's worth, I just think that's an, like a really, like they do it so well. They like, they are so easily mm. differentiated and mm. like so different it's crazy how well they do it compared like film to film yeah we should get into that plot because this is a hot plot this is some hot plot <laughs> this is some hot plot yeah hot plot i found out as well that um this is like edgar wright's town like hometown where yeah he came from. yeah yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Is, would be such a cool like homecoming to be like i'm gonna come back to i'm gonna can you imagine doing that in belnary mm. Like <laughs> <laughs> no one, they have such a nice small town. Whereas in Balnarring, I know literally no one. I'd know the fish and chip guy. He'd and be also, like, oh, like I've, what would you even? What would the story of the f the film of Balnarring be? It's a good question. <laughs> I feel like a murder mystery could work pretty well in Balnarring. You got the wetlands, beachside town. The, beach. the wetlands. We did a murder mystery there. Yeah, we shot a short film once. Wait, it wasn't a murder mystery. It was like a murder. Oh, it was a. It was yeah, slasher film actually. <laughs> More or like I don't know what you'd call it. The Watcher. The Watcher. That's what you called it. it. Yeah. And no one will watch it. No one. <laughs> it's been buried. I lost the file. Did you? Really? Probably. Did I don't you? know. Oh, okay. I, think I think the uni still has it, probably. I don't know. We filmed a Doesn't short film in a day. We actually yeah, did context. Well. Did we film that all in a day or two? Uh, all in, You were all in one day, and then I shot some stuff with my brother. Ah, uh, yes. True. But you were all in, one, all in one day. Yeah. 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 And you didn't get paid a cent. <laughs> and you never held a grudge about that ever, and you forgave me quickly. The Watcher, and we're still <laughs> watch it. Watch, watch it. it. Yeah, watch it. You can find it. It's about watch a bird watcher who, for some reason, just gets started to get followed by like a shirtless guy in a gas mask. Not for no reason. It's because uh, 
He's a psychopath. <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I state this suffering, very clearly. Suffering from psychopathy. What's the bird you were trying to watch, though? That would be the trivia question for this. Yeah, thing. that would have been cool if it was like... We'd set that up, like go here for a specific time, like two day period in the year where this bird appears. And that's why, oh, that's why the guy kills people then is because he's like, I know these bird freaks are coming. Probably. Yeah. He's like, yeah, probably. What's the fuck? What's the bird called though? Because then I got my other brother, Tasman, to like say it. He's like, that bird's late this year. Oh, it's yeah. scared or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's so big in the film. Like he's so heightened. <laughs> he's such a creep. I don't say anything in the film, I don't think. I don't. Do what's weird is like, it, it's like he's like the bad. It's almost like he's a red herring. Like you think he's the bad guy. Literally, he's talking oh, no, to the bad guy? I was going to say literally the watcher, but I was like, oh no, herring's a fish. I always think it's a bird. Yeah. It probably is something watcher. That's where I got the name from. Because. What I don't know. Anyway, what a tangent that was. Jesus, a film no one but us have seen. Pretty much. What um, are you looking at? You know Broadbent, who plays uh, Slugworm? Jim Broadbent, yes. We were talking about Potter. this off mic. I didn't realize he was an Academy Award winner. You know he asked for the role? Really? Yeah, he, he loved um, Shaun of the Dead so much that he approached Wright and was like, can, you, so can you put me in the next one? This is actually something I want to... And they were like, you can be Butterman. <laughs> Butterman. And he's perfect in it. He's the sweetest guy. Um, he actually, like this. Okay, this is good. This brings up a couple of things I want to mention. Number one, this is a comedy that's very funny. Yes, when you look at the behind-the-scenes footage and you hear like all the cast talking about like the filming of this thing, they always talk about how much fun it was and how everyone was having fun, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and like a lot of like, there's not much improv because so much of this of the humor comes down to just uh, Edgar Wright writing in good stuff and using visual comedy. But yeah. there is bits and bobs of improv here and there. There's like a lot of directors or like writers or just film industry people talk about sets that are, that are having too much fun usually end up making movies that aren't that funny. Yes, I've so heard think, this as a direct anecdote from people who have been on sets like that. Yeah, like so I think Roger Deakins was talking about it on his podcast. He was like, when we were filming... Um, uh, the Big Lebowski. It wasn't a fun, like a funny set. The mm. jokes weren't very funny. It was just like it comes together in the edit. Mm. And we all thought it wasn't going to be that funny, but when we saw it, it was just it was hilarious. Mm. Uh, and then you hear about movies where it's like just too much fun on set. Like maybe I think, I think maybe Mark Kermode was talking about uh, for whatever reason, um, Inherent Vice, where it seems like maybe they were having a bit too much fun filming a psychedelic '60s or '70s right. type movie, and like it got lost in the edit or something mm. like that. Um, but this is a weird exception where it looks like they were having extreme amounts of fun and then it still manages to be hilarious. Yeah. So I think, uh, keep forgetting his name, Eddie, he plays Peter in the next movie. What's his name? Eddie Marson. He talks about how like he, he's so not used to like making jokes and having fun when the director or the the camera person calls cut yeah. on set. And so when he saw like Nick Frost and everyone doing that, he was like, oh, it was hard for him to like get into it as well. Mm. Uh, and then it, obviously eventually he does break into that, but it's just funny to think that they managed to have this much fun goofing off and then still, and then still produce completely. Something. And everyone has like only the most positive things to say as well. Yeah. Well, that's the thing you want to be, you want to be relaxed. Like you can't, I've heard things like comedy can't come through like fear, like, or, or yeah. like, like indecision. Like if you're yeah. not convicted or like, yeah, you gotta uh, double down sure about it. Like, yeah. but this one, like, so there's this weird balance where you want to be relaxed mm. and you want to be enjoying yourself, but you yeah. also want to be like taking it seriously. Yeah. So I bet there's like a weird, I mean, yeah. it all would, it, it would all trickle down from 
Edgar and Simon and Nick and like because yeah. I've heard Nick Frost give interviews and he is like an unbelievably not ser- not serious in a bad way but he's just like professional professional yeah really and so is Simon Pegg yes Simon Pegg yeah. when he talks about these films like I watched a few videos of him talking yeah. through this and also Shaun of the Dead and he was very like matter of fact about how they did things yeah. and like you know i mean it's you know you can't be operating at this level without having some kind of like full professionalism for yeah, it, you yeah, know? yeah 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 um yeah that is an interesting mix though how because like you said like i've heard a lot of the stories where yeah. it's like i think my mate um worked on some film that he was like really confident going into mm. it that he was like this is going to be good yeah and then when he got on the set this just the vibe of the set was like super tense and he was like this is maybe good though because maybe it'll mean that we're all super convicted and super like yeah. on top of it but then he was like and then it came out and it just wasn't that good Dang. and he was like but it looks good was it's it just a feature st- film he was I think working so, yeah he said okay. it's just the story of more than anything Ooh. it wasn't necessarily like the, pr- the product mm. the production and the way it's done looks mm. good mm-hmm. but i don't know Wow, but I mean, that, as we film sketches and stuff, we've learned yeah. that like even making something that lasts for sixty seconds, yeah, takes a long time, but also can come out this come come can come out as a as a completely different result than what we started. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is too, and so that's why I love hearing story like that one you just told about Jim wanting to be on this film because it seems like everyone had so much fun. It was the yeah. same thing with Rosamund Pike in The World's End. She was like super keen to be on board with this one. Yeah. It's just lovely to hear. It's it's lovely to know that there are good movies where the set was also lovely and the making of it was lovely and no one had a bad time at all. Mm, That's always totally. good to know because there are some movies where like the context is kind of upsetting. Like you hear about the making of The Shining or something like that. You're like, oh, it's a shame that they had to do all that terrible stuff yeah, to make something yeah. this good. Yeah, yeah. But then you hear about this where it's like everyone had fun and the movie was good. Have I been sounding more British in this episode? No. Have you noticed it? Okay. I feel like maybe... Have you noticed it like, meaning that you want to? No, no, not necessarily. No, I just feel like I've been talking british ear. Like, my accent's more British. I don't know. We'll find out when we listen back to this. We'll find out. Um, but synopsis. It starts off with an introduction to Nicholas Angel. Basically, he is the professional cop. Basically. And he's too good. So, he's high... He's... He's, um... Uh, his superiors decide to promote him to sergeant, but move him to a small country town. So that they don't look as bad compared to him. What are you looking at? You look. He's you're, Matt's making a face. Focus features like he's about the film says this is, was the biggest smash of the year in the UK. Yeah, where it had the sixth biggest opening of all time for a comedy. Wow. What do you think beat it? I'm trying to think. Four what we- what classifies as a comedy? Four weddings, probably. Notting not not Hill. Maybe? Like British films. Is that, is I that would imagine, saying? or maybe like just comics. films opening in Britain. Britain. Because I feel like this is the end. Could have been a big splash in Britain, despite it being an American movie. But maybe not. What? Maybe I don't know. That's a, a random big movie. choice. Wait, this, this is the end. end? That's, that's such a, a crazy. Movie. That's such an insane choice. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Don't, I did see. Don't it grill me. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm trying to riff. I did see it in Britain though. Oh, that's funny. That's weird. Well, maybe it was a big hit there. I don't, I don't know. Maybe everyone loved James Franco back then. But things have changed. Top ten. Top ten uh, comedy box office. Britain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Actually, yeah. while you're doing that, do you know what kind of movies came out in 2007? Uh, Give a short list. Let's get one up. 2007 films. 
<laughs> the first one. <laughs> what, what the hell? What's the this? first one that comes up? For 2007 it's movies? It's called or? Big Stan and it's a Rob Reiner. No, not Rob Reiner. It's um, Rob Reiner? Is it? No. Hang on, wait. I don't know. Big Stan. The Isn't fir- that like... Yeah, that's the... that's. Rob Schneider. Yes, Rob Schneider. The first one that yeah. comes up is Big Stan with Rob Schneider. A big movie for 2007. No, it's not. I've never deal. heard of that. <laughs> it was just some, <laughs> probably just some happy Madison production or whatever. Into the Wild, the number 23, which looks like a That's weird a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, that was his, like, he was going serious. Wow. Dajering Limited, Shooter, Fracture, Cleaner, The Condemned, um, Death Proof. Death at a Funeral, Blades of Glory. No, no this is weird. I would not have guessed that any of these were in 2007. Came out in 2007? The Simpsons movie. You better believe it. Um, Simpsons movie didn't get nominated for um, Best Animated Feature that year. I mean, I think I was looking oh, at a take. weird list because now it's like 2007 dramas. No Country for Old Men, Dargering Limited, yeah. There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Um, 2007 was a very good year for movies, I will say. Bridge to Terabithia? I never saw that. I think I did in I knew the twist, school, maybe. But I the never twist? saw it. The twist? You mean the death? She's dead. That's she's not dead. She dies. She's dead. That's yeah, the but twist. She di- that's not a twist. That's not, the twist. She's not an angel, though. She dies in the film. Oh. Spoilers. <laughs> for Bridge of Terror. <laughs> for a 16-year-old I film. I thought the idea was she was dead. The in- Like, she dies very early no, on the start. No, no. realize it's until the end. It's a stupid death. Right, so she's they, on a swing or something. Do you know what's crazy is that I wouldn't have known this up until about three days ago. <laughs> I'm Actually? not even kidding. Wow. I literally went for a That's run the funny. other day and listened to a plot run through of Bridge to Terabithia. Why were you doing that? You don't need to know that. Okay, but I did. Th- I did that, and I rent, went running, and it was the worst YouTube video ever, where the guy was just like reading through what happens oh, in a really God. weird robotic voice. But they create this weird world, and then he gets home, and it's like you know that girl you've been friends with. She's dead. She's dead. She went to the bridge. She went to the creek you've been playing at all movie, and got on. <laughs> the, and, <laughs> and got She's on, aware. And got on a rope, and it snapped, and she drowned. Was it a? Was the rope set up? Was it an established? Yeah, rope? it was established at the start. Was when, it like an when, old man near the rope, he and was, he's like, "Don't go play no, on that rope." No, it wasn't an old man. It was like literally when they first went there, and he yeah. was like, "Don't go on the rope." There you but go. not the old man. Sorry, I got dragged into your thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the old man from Pet Cemetery's age going Transformers. Transformers. A big movie for VFX. National Treasure, Book of Secrets. Eh. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Yeah, that's probably that where Wright got his with. title. He was like, that's a good title for um, a movie. Yeah, there was some movies. Oh, Ratatouille. But I mean... It, like, B-movie. I feel like this is not highlighting the best movies of 2007. They Shrek had, the Third! Oh God. No Country for Old Men. They had Zodiac. Uh, there Will Be Blood. There were some good movies that year that came out. Born Ultimatum. Born Ultimatum. Yeah. A movie which, well, I guess, didn't influence this one, but you can see, like... <laughs> You can see similar like uh, Hot Rod and Execution. Uh, Hot Rod. That was a great movie. Which ha- Which Harry Potter do you think came out? Part five. Yes. Phoenix. Fuck. How'd you do? Because I looked this up. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. There was some. There was some I movies. did my research beforehand. Nothing that was like insane. Maybe I don't know. There were a lot of movies. Though. I know, look up like the Academy Awards for that year. It was pretty good. When you see the comedies for that year, like you said, Big Stan, Blades of Glory, they're, number one, they're not very funny, no offense to the writers and creators of that, those movies, but the the comedy all comes from, yeah, sort of like the situations, but more it's just the performers. It's like, all right, let's get two performers in a room, have them improv together, they'll say something funny, it'll be funny, great. Yeah. 
and that's pretty much the shtick. Whereas when Edgar, when when Wright and, and Simon Pegg talk about um, the making of their movies, like these ones, Hot Fuzz and uh, the other Cornetto trilogy movies, they talk about there being very little improv on set. It's right. all about stuff they had written and like adding jokes into the um, into the way they make the movie, which is why these movies are so great to watch because the camera will just do something fucking hilarious and you'll laugh. And it's yeah. not like, well, it's because you've got two talented actors just kind of joking about it. It's like the camera, the movie's actually being a movie, which is good. It's good to see. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's getting, in, it's getting into the plot. It made 80... <laughs> it gave, into the plot. It made, it made 80 million worldwide. It did exceedingly well. In it, nine weeks. It, um, yes. It, the Shaun of the Dead did very well. It had a very small budget and it, it, it was like a budget of $6 million made $30 million. This one was a budget of, I think it was not too much more than that, maybe 10, 20 million. It ended up making 80, which is great. $80 million worldwide. Yeah, okay, so the plot. Let's oh, talk we, we talked over each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, Jesus. So, Sorry. It's hot in here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't open the so, window. It'll ruin the sound. So, uh, yeah, it's a. I can't um, even see you anymore. You're hidden behind a laptop. <laughs> So uh, I can't work with these conditions hot, anymore. Hot fuzz came out in 2007. US, Don't say hot anymore. US budget of 12 to 16 million made 80.7 oh, million. 12 million. So it was, it was double their last budget. Yeah, it looks double like it as well, I reckon. Wow. And then they made $80 million. That is a very, very, very good return on investment right there. So we meet um, police detective or is he just a cop? I don't know. Uh, PC? I don't know. PC. Constable, probably. <laughs> Nicholas Angel, a high-achieving metropolitan police officer, is yep. promoted to sergeant, but his yes. resentful colleagues arrange for him to be re- reassigned to the small rural town of Sanford, Gloucestershire. Yeah. Straight out of the gate. I'm going to stop you right there, but straight out of the gate, we've got gags left, right, and center. Yeah. Just in the way they describe Nicholas Angel, like we mentioned before. Yeah, he's got an he's arrest record of 400% higher than anyone it, else in, his, like, in London. He's a high-achieving cop. He's really good. But the things he does, the, the, the things that make him a high-achieving cop are funny. And the way they present that is funny and looks great and is visually appealing. Yeah. And then so in comes Martin Freeman, his superior. And he says he's going to promote Nicholas Angel to sergeant. Yeah. What? In Sanford, Gloucestershire. Oh, right. right <laughs> I'm yeah. doing a bit. Yeah. Remember the bit? Remember that bit? <laughs> um... I love the way he does that, though, where he's like, in Sanford, Gloucestershire. Uh, what's that? I think that's the second part of the thing he says. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the town, which has recently, well, a regular Village of the Year winner. Yes. Um, and when Nicholas gets there, which is, you know, that's the great sequence where he gets his peace lily and just sits on the yeah. train. But wait, before you go there, we've got we to talk about... We can't take we, too long. We <laughs> I will take as long as we damn well need. we got to talk about Bill Nye. Oh yeah, Bill Nye. He's in it again. He has his bit, and he's funny. He's hilarious. And Olivia Coleman was upset she didn't get to meet him on set. She said so in the commentary. I watched the commentary. That was funny. She didn't get to meet. Yeah, because they're not in any scenes. I know, but well, yeah, no, they're not. But she was like, I didn't get to meet him. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) she's the cutest in that entire like. uh, They're all very funny and cute in that um, commentary, but she's great. Her role is so strange as well, where it's like. The she plays Doris, right? That's Dor- yeah, and she Is just she, Doris the, or she she's like the only woman in the department or in yes. the in the um, station, and she's yeah. making she's making all the rude jokes before anyone else. All does. the sexual innuendos. Yeah. but then there's that old cop who just like Filch. Fi- no, not Filch. Oh, okay. Wait, Filch. He's the he's the other guy. Who doesn't 
Oh yeah, he's the landmine guy. Yeah, or like the, <laughs> the bomb. The bomb. <laughs> but then there's that other old guy that no one can understand, and he just like pretty much explains the joke <laughs> away. Like she'll say something like "Nothing beats a midnight gobble," and he goes, "Cock," <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Matt's now lying on the ground. <laughs> he's dying. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> Shouldn't have eaten before this recording. Yeah. But um, uh, before you go on, Bill Nye, very funny. He's funny. That's all I want to say. Go on. You said that so many times. Yeah, and it's, it's true. So Nicholas Angel arrives in the village. He's very frustrated yeah. uh, by like you know the lazy and incompetent police officers and yes. kind of the mundanity of the village. Yeah. Um, but the Neighborhood Watch Alliance, the NWA, yep. are, collided, are committed to low crime statistics rather than actual law enforcement. So they're basically like hiding the numbers. Yes. They're like, oh no, crime never happens here. But he's like, well, clearly yep. it does because you know the. Yep. Teen, the youth population is running rampant. You guys, you guys just don't report it. Yeah. Um, and he quickly meets his partner, Danny Butterman, mm. who he arrests. Actually, that's one of the best introductions. Is like he literally arrests his future partner. Yeah. For drink driving. It's a great. It's a great. Uh, great reveal. Um, who is the son reversal. of the? Yeah, the son of the inspector, Frank yeah. Butterman. Yeah. Um, he arrests him for drunk driving. Yeah. Nearly killing him as well. <laughs> um, the first kind of cloak cloak and dagger kind of axe murder happens to the two uh, lead actors of the thing, right? Um, From the Romeo and Juliet play. Very Blower. late into the story. This happens like like 40 minutes in. Well, we got a lot of setup, don't we? Because we get him yeah. into the town. He meets every, everyone. He kind of figures mm. out that this is going to be a really hard place for him to live because yeah. like, you know, he's been living in London, like arresting everyone, doing a great job. Yeah. And then... Where he crime is there. high and there's there's danger at every corner. Yeah, and in a small country town, yeah. it's quiet and lazy and he can't do and anything. everyone's lovely, seemingly. Because basically that he's overdoing it in London, they put it to him. They're like, you, yes. we You've can't You've been making you. us too look bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Bill Nye puts it. And what Bill does Nye. he say? What, that line where he's like, you can't... Um, you can't just make people disappear. Yes, of course. Yeah, which is like foreshadowing, obviously, this bit. And yes. then Bill Nye goes... The whole theme of the f- the film, pretty much. Yeah, you can't make people disappear. Uh, well, but you can't because they... If you do, you got a spike through the neck. Oh, yeah. True, 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 true. I see it. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, nice. But yes, the two lead actors of the amateur drama production of Romeo and Juliet, yep. Eve Draper and Martin Blower, played yeah. by uh, Bond himself. Um, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Uh, <laughs> this is, okay, this is another dumb tangent. Sorry to yeah, no, no, no. There's this weird animated show called I'm Not an Animal that Steve oh Coogan's in. <laughs> I want to explain it. Basically, it's got that weird Angela Anaconda style animation. It's really weird. Angela crass. Anaconda. A, look it up. It's the grossest looking animation you'll ever see. Oh, but man. I didn't watch that show because of how gross it looked. <laughs> Fuck that show. But anyway, Steve Coogan's in it and they're like, they all want, they're all these animals basically that are like, anyway, they can all speak. One of them's played by Steve Coogan. He plays a horse who wants fingers. That's like his through line. Um, they're reading this. fingers? He wants fingers and he wants to be a famous author. That's like his whole arc. Why does he want fingers? Because he's like, He's a ho- he's a horse with hoofs. Oh, he! Wa- I thought you meant he wants fingers like to eat. Oh no, or no, no! He, he wishes he was. He wishes oh, he right. had. That's fingers. so different to say. Sorry, he wants I should have. I should have. He wishes that he had fingers. Doesn't right. matter. Basically, there's this scene where he's. They're all. Re- all these animals are reading this like, Who magazine or whatever. Some cruddy little like pop magazine, <laughs> and they got all these crappy like weird looking celebrities in the, in the in the uh, in the middle of it. And they're like, who's that man there? And then Stephen Cook is like, that's a very famous man named Timothy Delton. <laughs> Which just met my brother. And I would just quote repeatedly. Uh, uh, my parents would have been confused so and annoyed. Fucking stupid. Anyway, really um, sorry. Daniel, no, 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 it's all good. Timothy um, Delton, great name. Yeah, so he... Good so accent. Angel had actually pulled them over for speeding um, previously. 
and then yes, uh, there's two. Sorry, we should explain. There's two actors doing uh, Romeo and Juliet. And who does he does he say? Don't lose your head. It's probably one of them I'm says sure, that. I'm sure. And then yeah. they literally do l- lose their heads, aren't they? Like decapitated. Yeah. Um. So. Angel is the only officer who suspects foul play. Yep. Basically. Yeah. And is sent when he's sent to resolve a small dispute, he discovers illegal weapons stashed, including an old sea mine, and confiscates it. That's where that's where the filch comes in. Yeah, and but that's recently, a tangent from the plot. Basically, it's not really linked. It's just he gets a call out. Yeah. He wants to be looking into this problem, but he's looking into something else. Basically. But it helps later when they gear up, right? He yes. Goes and he confis- gets to do the tool because he, he puts it all into yeah. the and that's where the great. Um, the soundtrack comes in that dun 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 dun. That, dun again, dun, that's dun, not dun, until dun. no, that doesn't come in until they start chasing the shoplifter from. Doesn't that happen when he puts all the stuff in the in the evidence locker? No, different oh, different really? soundtrack. Yeah, the, oh, okay. the, I remember because I remember because like for some reason that soundtrack's iconic to me. I don't me know too. Why. It's so brassy and like. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that kicks in. The first time it kicks in is when Nicholas does the fence gag. Oh, so okay. they do that fence gag. Which, which he finally to, like does perfectly. He does perfectly and they do a Texas hop at the end and he, and he does a flip and then yeah. <laughs> and so, then you get Nick Frost just charging. Yeah. <laughs> <Nick, laughs> probably my Ra- second favourite of the whole trilogy <laughs> moment it, like, where Nick Frost mu- yeah, yeah, Nick Frost runs and literally like falls into it. Oh, he doesn't even <laughs> jump. <laughs> Nick, he does this look back so he sees face and Edgar, Nick he was Edgar Wright told him to look back at the camera after he does the fall, and Nick was like, "Why would I do that?" And he's like, "Because I need everyone to make sure they know it was you who did the you fall." Did that. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. Yeah, this <laughs> that's so not really relevant to the plot, but he does well the story. But it's important to this movie because it's so iconic. Yeah, everyone knows those fence gags. Um, this Maybe. is when like Danny and and starts to warm up with with Nick, and basically Danny like the way I see their relationship happening or working in the film is that Danny is basically the guy who gets Nick to be excited about being a policeman again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah. kind of lost all of his. He's 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 like on autopilot where he's yeah. like broken up with his you know partner. He's yeah. put into this small job in this small town that mm. he like feels he's got new, no future in and can't mm. do what he loves. Mm, mm, mm. And then Danny's like, yeah, but like you kind of forgot how good. Like, well, I mean. Angel is kind of dealing with a bit of trauma as well, right? From that, from the killing, not the killing, or he got he got shot at, or he got he's, he stabbed. He, he got stabbed. Wound, yeah, so and he has shot a guy and doesn't like guns. Yes, yeah. So he yeah. is a cop who doesn't like guns, and obviously Danny is kind of the yet. complete opposite. Where he's yeah. like, he wants to be doing all the bad boys. It's what stuff. it's all about, yeah. yeah. Bad boy, you know, point break stuff. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Whereas like Nicholas Angel is all about just upholding the law and doing paperwork. Yeah, basically. Um, this is interesting. You mentioned that because. All the movies are sort of about the problem with perpetual adolescence. You got Sean who needs to like grow up and get a job. You got mm. um, Gary who needs to do the exact same and stop like living in the past. This one's almost like a flip where it's like he's gone too far the, the other way. Yeah, he needs to yeah, learn how yeah. to be almost like a kid again, but then ends up becoming like this fascist Avenger <laughs> by the end. Yeah, well, he's like lost his joy or like some I don't know. He lost his passion for. Yeah, I think you're right. It just is the like excitement. a flip because He's yeah, because Danny, life, Danny like Danny he is can't on the other off, end. Of, yeah. Says, yeah, yeah, Danny's on the other end of it where he doesn't take it seriously enough. Yeah, but when given the chance, he's like, yeah, let's fucking let's do yeah. it. Like he's you know, yeah, he means well, but he's just not well equipped for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the murders happen in this strange, like almost giallo film kind of way. It this is weird hooded figure with like black leather gloves, and it's almost like the Grim Reaper kind of. They see it every now and then with the axe. It is because you're obviously expecting a murder to start happening at some point, mm. and that'd be because the, there's obviously Timothy Dalton's like the most glaring red herring ever, and making all these weird innuendos. But 
you don't expect it to be a weird Grim Reaper-like figure just lurking in the shadows and <laughs> killing people. Yeah, literally a cloak figure. And it gets gruesome as well. It does, yeah. He The next victim is the wealthy land developer, George Merchant. Yeah. Um, who was attacked. And I guess, like, if you were really paying attention to the plot, you'd be like, okay, so, like, this actor, like, amateur drama-like mm. actor, um, and then this wealthy land developer... Mm. And then the next person to be killed is a local journalist, Tim Messenger, who would I think is probably the first most gruesome thing I've ever seen. When I was because I was probably about the oh, twelve or thirteen the head crush. when I watched it, yeah. and that head crush—that's the. F- if I think back on like, what's a moment in a film that you saw that you were like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> it was probably that, <laughs> and I think it's because it was so brutal. Yeah, and now I watch it and it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, but it's so, like it, it's so brutal. In a way that I wasn't expecting Whereas yeah. if I'd seen Shaun of the Dead before Hot yep. Fuzz Which I didn't yep. I would have maybe been ready for it Basically the conceit of the whole yeah. thing is You think there's a very complicated But logical conspiracy going on Yeah Something to do with like Property development yep. And um, Timothy Dalton's like Sex Supermarket chain and... all that kind Oh of stuff. yeah 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 He like you get this Nicholas Angel pieces all these parts together And it com- yeah. turns out to be completely wrong Yeah Turns out it's way more simple than he expected Yes uh, neighborhood watch association are killing off all these people because they are kind of annoying or they just don't like them or they don't fit in the village very well and they want their village to be the best the perfect one yeah basically uh yeah because the next thing that he ha- the, the the next like murder plot yeah. part that he he stumbles upon is the florist, florist. Who, cousin lily i think her name is yeah and she tells him yeah Les- leslie tyler um the village <laughs> florist um <laughs> she has plans to sell land to merchants business partners yes and then, because hang on, wait. So, oh, because of Timothy Dalton is the actor and sh- superstore owner, or is that a different? Actor? No, Timothy Dalton isn't the. There's two. I forget who the characters are. They're very minor, but there's basically two actors. Do they look so. kind of similar? Timothy Dalton and what? No. Who's the super? Who, who's the supermarket owner? He's Timothy Dalton. <laughs> but he gets killed quickly, doesn't he? Timothy Dalton. He's the culprit. Yeah. He doesn't get killed. Okay, scratch he, that. He gets, he gets, he gets the thing to. Yeah, the... of course he does. Yeah. For some reason, I thought. For some reason, I thought with the. What movie are you watching, kid? So who? Oh, Martin, wait, but who's who plays the actor in the production? I don't know, but apparently he's a British acting royalty. But I don't know him. Yeah, he's no, the guy I who's was, like, I had stop him. writing. That's yeah. one of his lines. <laughs> stop <laughs> writing. That, that scene always infuriated me. How like, uh, it's hard to explain. I won't bother. But anyway, yeah. Um, um, Timothy Dalton is one of the murderers Along with the rest of the Neighbourhood Watch Association Hang on, we'll get to that in a sec I fucked yes, that up I jumped, um, I jumped ahead No, no, no So um, Yeah, so he's talking to the florist And she's planning to sell her land To merchants, like business partners And that adds yeah. to Angel's thoughts of like Oh, okay, so it's all connected to this like supermarket And this mm-hmm. big development that's happening um, and then when he's getting his notebook, she's stabbed in the neck with <laughs> her own garden shears. She is. And it's like of the first kind of live action killing that we see, I think, isn't it? Like where, cause usually it's been cut away except for obviously the church, um, head yes, smush. For the most part. But I that's mean, almost staged as a freak accident. Whereas this one, we literally see the shears being put in the neck, happen. right? Yeah. And yet everyone, all the police still think, aside from Nicholas Angel, that it is just a gruesome accident. Yes. Well. And this is one everyone of the best. Everyone is convinced. Scenes with like the obviously accidents the happen all the time. It doesn't always have to be murder. <laughs> murder. I think is what she says. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Angel um, like takes chase in this yeah. big foot race, and I love that where he comes out of the hedge, and 
the cloaked figure is like 300 meters yeah. away already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It makes no sense. And then it's we so find good. out later it's because it, it was like all a diversion. Yes. And it's the perfect, it's the perfect way. It's like that he gets the perfect clue as well when they're buying Cornetto's. And that shop owner's like, no luck finding them killers then. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just like ringing in his head for a long time. Yeah. He's like, so good. Yeah. And then I think he gets the idea and uh, they're eating the, the Cornettos. Yeah. The blue ones. Woo! <laughs> blue because it's like the policeman color, I guess. Blue. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. What happens next? Well, Matt? he surmises that there's multiple killers and then Angel attack is attacked in his hotel room by one of Skinner's employees, Michael yes. Lurch Armstrong, who I always felt really bad for in this film. Really? When I was a kid, I was always like, oh, he doesn't, like, I don't think he knows what <laughs> he's, he's doing. He's such a poor man. Um, I always felt bad for Timothy Dalton's character. Right, okay. I always hate seeing people get revert to like a child, like, like when he gets impaled. Impaled. And he's like, I want ice cream. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> that, that makes me so sad. really hurts. <laughs> yeah. Um, Angel so um, knocks out Lurch and learns of a secret <sighs> NWA meeting at the Sanford Castle. Yes. He confronts the NWA who are like literally led by Frank Butterman. Um, yes. Who are all in that circle. <laughs> yeah. I forgot on the recent watch, I forgot that Frank was involved in the NWA. Oh, right. I completely forgot that. This is great because again, in the commentary, Jim Broadbent, as they were watching this bit, he was like, do you think anyone would know it was me? Do you think, do you think I did a good job? It's <laughs> so sweet. That's so good. And they were like, yeah, no one would have suspected yeah, no, you. Yeah, no, I didn't. I definitely perfect. didn't. Not, in, not even after seeing it many times, I completely forgot. Because I fully just thought it was Dalton with someone else at the at the, oh, right. at the helm, but I couldn't no. remember. Again, if thematically linked with all the other ones, it's the collective. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, the Frank and the NWA reveal that they committed all the murders yep. staged as accidents for various yeah. uh, petty reasons as each victim threatened Sanford's that's a, chances that's of winning a much the village of, of the year. It. Yeah. That's a much better way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. They so you're right win. though, because it, it's yeah. billed as like, that's very cleverly plotted because you're along for the ride with Angel yeah. as he's pl- putting together this big conspiracy. Whereas yeah. it turns out that literally all the murders have just been committed because each person was like maybe ruining the town's chances of winning village of the yeah. year. And I love how yeah. they explain where they're like, um, they're like, oh, Leslie with her awful flowers or like whatever. Like, isn't I, it like that she... <laughs> no, they just kill her because that, well, she, she was, was leaving. She, she was moving town yeah. and they oh, didn't want anyone gonna... else to have her yes, flowers. Yes, yes, yes. Because that yes. would like maybe affect their chances affect their of winning chances, again. Yes. It's like, yeah. But no, they kill someone for having an annoying laugh. That actor, like annoying, annoying laugh. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. And I think also because he was so bad, right? Like so hammy. They hate, yeah, they want to kill him because he's a bad actor. Yeah. And they also have two people who like... Two people in the NWA who are better actors, they say. Oh, okay, like they keep right. on referring to one of them being like a, a cadaver in like some, like the bill or something like yeah. that. I don't know. So Butterman, Frank's Butter, Frank Butterman, um, obviously who's Danny's dad. Yes. His motive is that his late wife, Irene, like she put everything into helping the town uh, win the first village of the year. But then yeah. the travelers ruined their yeah. chances the night before the judges yeah, they arrived. have this slightly like sort of racist like anti-gypsy kind of stance oh of course yeah because it, it and then that drove to her suicide so it like yeah. literally she killed herself because of that and then it's driven him and like a bunch of other people in town mad yeah. um which a bit extreme now that I it think is about pretty it. crazy I never because i was like you, like the way danny explains uh it all to her you're like oh it's a it's a tragedy but it is kind of funny that she <laughs> committed suicide over this <laughs> oh i must have been very important to her yeah um, Angel flees and falls into the castle's catacombs where he finds the corpses of the NWA's other victims. Yeah. Danny appears and fakes uh, killing Angel. Um, 
pretending to d- dispose of the body, Danny drives Angel away and urges him to return to London for his own safety. Yeah. But then, of course, we've got the Darkest Night of the Soul kind of at yeah. the petrol station sees... Sees this is a copy the, of Bad Boys, I think, or Point Break or something. Yeah, I think both probably. Sees yeah. like the classic like two for a pound kind of dollar DVD collection. Yeah. Sees the action movies, gets some sunglasses. And yeah, like, I love that he buys. Yeah. He's like, that's what the he way. The, so the way when they go like lock, stock and, and two smoking barrels on this, like when he literally yeah. like the tooling up, up sequence. The, the tooling John up Woo sequence is up. so good. And the way he looks with those two huge like antler guns on the, on his back. On the back, yeah. And with the so with the funny. toothpick and stuff, it's so good. Oh, and then man. let's bring the noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, basically... He's like, nah, I gotta go back. So he, um, at, yeah, it says at the petrol station, Angel sees a rack of the films he and Danny bonded over and decides to return to Sanford. Um, yeah, and then there's that great line. The there's the the John Bailey appears. John Bailey, Bill Bailey, Bill Bailey, yeah. Bill Bailey appears again. Because he's playing twins in this. He's right? playing twins. One's reading books by Ian Banks, and the other one's reading books by Ian M. Banks. <laughs> I don't get why that's funny, but that's just what they're doing. Pretty funny. I just love it how one of them's just like nobody tells me nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. He's like, I didn't know he had a mounted division. Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> um, there's so many bits. This yeah. is why this pod is going to take so long because there's so many bits that yeah. are so funny that I want to just reference and quote. So then this whole it's last so sequence, like this huge, um, like this shoot, shoot up out. in the, the town. Western, quasi they go Western to the supermarket. Movie, yeah. All this like massive action sequence where he it just gets, gets so violent so quickly. Where yes. like doesn't he shoot? like an old woman like point blank in the chest and she like shoots through a window or something. I can't remember like that. Uh, I don't know about the window, but yeah, he shoots someone in the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, someone like gets crushed by all these barrels. Yeah. They wanted him to be it's like be- Batman. It's funny because that he like, doesn't, he doesn't kill doesn't anyone. Doesn't kill anyone, but all no the people he's shooting at are these elderly British mm. people. So it's n- like, it's not the same as seeing yeah. like a, like a gang, like getting like of young, like buff dudes getting shot at and like killed and stuff. It's like, you're literally seeing like an old man, like, mm. ah, like getting shot <laughs> to shoulder. And, like, yeah. And all people who are technically than, have a fall. Yeah, it's, like, exactly. It's worse than seeing them get killed because you can, they're still alive to like show you what pain they're in. You feel like their pelvis would be like, yeah, yeah shattered. By the way, I didn't even realize the guy who plays the priest, Paul Freeman. Mm. I think I've got that right. Yeah. Reverend Philip Shooter. Um, he is the bad guy. By the way, what a great Jones. name because he's literally name. like the sniper, right at the yeah. end of it. Not the sniper. He just whips out the two pistols. Oh, and okay. Like, he, he like has that. He has the taxi driver like mechanism under his sleeve, so he whips yeah, out right. two pistols. <laughs> I don't get. I've never understood the line "fuck off, grasshopper." Like it makes me laugh when he yeah. says that, but what does that mean? What's grasshopper? Well, grasshopper, I'm guessing, would be Cockney rhyming slam slang for copper. Maybe that is what okay. my guess would be. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, Paul Freeman, bad guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. I didn't realize that. That was news to me. Is that news to you? Pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was the least enthusiastic response. Like, I don't give a shit. Because I'm typing. <laughs> I can't. Oh, good lord. So they have a John Woo shootout throughout the town. They go through all the. The yeah. main areas have been in like the Swan Hotel and then the the supermarket chain. And it's great because it's basically like big vindication for Angel who yes. all the other cops get on board with it yeah. and start to like, you know, so you got the Andes. Yeah. You got um uh Coleman. Doris. Yeah, Doris. Yeah. There's that other I think I need to get his Not name only well, British like, acting royalty, but like there's a lot of Oscars in this film. <laughs> like is she's it? well yeah, she's Oh, she's an Oscar winner now, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, that's right. That's probably it. But you know Yeah, it's just us doing maybe. But um, I, again, I didn't realize Jim Broadbent, and I always thought. But Bill this is Nye before her, weird. like this is this is before she was like the oh, yeah. like yeah, traditional yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, nowadays yeah. Olivia Coleman. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, they go and they have a big shoot up and they're all on it on his team now. And they have their great like little moments in the shopping center where they're like, they all get to shine. In they all way. get to shine. Yeah. And um, like, there's that one, uh, I forget the cop's name, but there's that one cop who's always like looking to Nicholas Angel for like advice on what to do at a crime yeah. scene. And then yeah. he finally like just knows exactly how to tackle this situation. It's great. Yeah. yeah so good. Um, so then uh, basically it culminates in, Danny, uh, hang on, it culminates, yeah, culminates in Skinner and Frank, yes. um, Butterman, like, escaping, yep. fleeing in the car, and Angel and, um, Danny, like, corner them in the, in the model village. They go, which, yeah, they go on this crazy, like, car chase shootout. Yes. Danny's shooting at his dad. Yeah. Yeah, pretty <laughs> full on. Pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so and after then, a yeah, brief yeah. fight, Skinner is impaled through the jaw by the miniature church steeple, which is Oh. insanely brutal. Now, this actually is my favorite gag in the entire show. Maybe yeah. the entire trilogy. I've said yeah. that a few times too, but because I never understood it until someone explained it to me. But like, there's that weird kid, not weird kid, but there's that kid there in the model yeah. village who's taken as a hostage by like, oh, Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nicholas yeah. Angel saves him or whatever. And he's like, thanks, kid. No worries. And he's like, what's your name? Aaron A. Aronson. Sorry? <laughs> I never, I just thought the kid said it in a funny way. I didn't get it. But the joke is basically, there's an earlier scene where the Andes couldn't be fucked doing their job. Yeah. And Nicholas Angel tells them to go through the phone book, look up names, call people, whatever. And they say, oh yeah, we'll start with Aaron A. Aronson because yeah. that's the first name yeah, that yeah, will yeah. ever appear in a phone book. <laughs> yeah. And so Nicholas take, he thinks they're taking the piss about that, but it turns out there is. There is, and it's that little kid. Isn't, <laughs> isn't there a moment, like, I'm, I, I watched this like a few days ago, I can't, isn't there a moment where he grabs a kid as a hostage and he's like, I'll kill this fuck. Like he's, <laughs> doesn't, he's, no, he calls him a ginger nut. Yeah. His yes. dad sounds like, stop, all the ginger nut. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he bites him. Yes, so I knew there was a moment. That's my favorite moment, I think, is because it's so mean for no reason. Stop. Oh, change and catch it. Um, oh, man. It's so oh, good. Oh, God. There's so many funny bits of this. Yeah, it is. So funny. It's, it's an unbelievably oh, funny film. I think that's like, but even so, like this one makes me laugh more so than Shaun of the Dead by quite a quite a margin. Oh, yeah. And, yeah then, definitely. and then I would say World's End is, is kind of just below... Short, uh, hot, hot fuzz in terms yeah. of humor, but it's definitely up there still with like a lot of yeah amazing. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, Stop! Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's up there for me. Basically, Gee, then good. it has like a Return of the King style three different endings. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, after um, the impaling, um, after the impaling, um, Skinner. Yeah, Skinner gets impaled. Frank attempts to escape in Angel's car, but is attacked by a missing swan that Angel <laughs> and Danny had recaptured earlier. So the swan is something we haven't mentioned, which is kind of a returning gag. Yeah, that is like the the it's like the raccoons in the raccoons in Parks and Rec. It's like the thing that is always in yeah. the town that just is a plague on the. It's like usually the main problem that Nicholas Angel has to solve. Yeah, like where he wants to solve actual crimes, this is the one he's got. He's got to go chase find the swan. this missing swan. Yeah, Sanford's um, most wanted. <laughs> um, and then basically. Angel's done such a good job that like it's a reverse of the start of the film where his superiors are like, oh, they arrive and they ask him to return. Yes. Because the crime rate has risen, risen so heavily in his absence, but and he, he decides yeah. to remain in, in, in Sanford. Sanford. He's grown to like it. Yeah. He's become the fascist Avenger. He, he enjoys his work. He enjoys the people now. He kind of gets it. Mm. Uh, so that, that kind of ends. And then we kind of jump back into the police station and they've got lots of paperwork to do. Yeah. They're all doing paperwork and they're all getting along fine. They're all like, yep. 
able to banter with each other for the first time. Because usually, this is the first time Nicholas Angel isn't having the piss taken out of him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's finally getting to banter with them. But then, twist! There's one more member of the NWA yep. left. Whose name I forget, both character and actor, but Tom, he's in the Tom man. Weaver. Tom Weaver. Um, who, like, who, like, controls all the monitors and stuff like that. Wielding a blunderbuss. <laughs> a blunderbuss? <laughs> what? Is that that's the name the of gun. the gun? Yeah, that's oh, the gun. Damn. Um, and He's he- the only one to die as well. Because the mine kills him. Yeah, so. basically shoots yeah. up the police station. Everyone jumps and it, yeah, activates that huge mine. Yeah. Blows up the whole, uh, the whole, um, police station. Which I wonder yeah. how they did. Like, it's a pretty massive explosion. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then... And then we think, well... Then well, he sh- he shoots at Angel, but Danny saves him. Danny, Danny does the classic, classic no. bodyguard jumps in front of the bullets type yeah. deal. Get shot. Big explosion. And then we fade to black on Nicholas Angel's screaming, hold on, Danny. Hold yeah, and we on. think for a second, geez, is Nick Frost going to die in two of these? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, look, that's probably a good point, actually. I didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah. A lot of people would have been like, <gasps> not yep. again. Yep. Um, yes, we, we come back in and we're looking over Butterfield's grave, but it turns out it's his mum. It's his mum, yeah. Irene, Irene Butterfield. Or it's a year later, um, and they're both Another both funny still, gag, because he's just it. given uh, Danny flowers. Like, he's got the flowers there, and he's like, oh, these are for you, by the way. Oh, <laughs> So oh, uh, and then Olivia's on the bell and she says, there's some hippie types loitering around the supermarket. <laughs> I don't know what her accent is anymore. I've forgotten. Anyway, and then they just chuck on their sunnies and they go after them. The best thing so about So again, they've this... sort of, it, it's a weird note to end on because it's like hippie types, that's it. They've well, no, but that, I think it's a perfect note because it's the kind of call that he would get at the start of the film where he's like, are you kidding me? Like, what is, that's not even, that's yeah. not even a call, but it's at the end of this film, he's, he's gotten to a place where, kind of yeah, he's gotten to a place where oh, the, the hippie types calls for the full bells and whistles of like glasses on toothpick in mouth Skins like let's just... let's bring the noise and then like just like <laughs> I love that. Ha- and like ha- goes, goes full um yeah the hot fuzz is oh. on the way yeah i mean Jeez. fantastic film it's so good uh it's it's so good i love this movie i thought it's been that way oh no that's next no week, that's so. next week my friend that's yeah. next week no before we do close i just want to like yep. What are the some? What are like three top three moments from this movie? Ginger Nut is number one. Ginger Nut's number one. Number yeah, one. 100%. I forgot about that until it happened, and then I forgot again because I was like, yeah. "What do they do? They like, yeah, yeah." I just, <laughs> um, honestly, there's two moments in that that I would yeah. say favorite. Like, I don't know if it's a moment, but like Ginger Nut's number one. Number two is the fact that there's a miniature village, which I, having been to England a few times because Mum's from there, like I've I've been to many of those, and I used to love them. I used to think they were like the coolest things you could ever c- create. I was like, humans, like adults, do this, like make little mini villages. Cool, I'm um, down with it. Yeah, it was awesome. They yep. they they they're they're so cool, but they're <laughs> but they're really weird. Like I don't know why they do it. It's like you're you're in our why town. Why do we do anything? You're in our town. Let's look at another version of it, but let's small. make it small. Um, Put it into perspective. And then I would say, I think just, I mean, it's kind of a cop out, but like all of the, 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 just the, just the, like, um, how well each character has their own little bit nailed down. Yeah. So whether it's Olivia Coleman doing her little double entendres and the little and the Andy's like oh, oh right, right, right you know, <laughs> kind of like that stuff. Bill Bailey being like yeah, no, everyone does get nothing. a bit. Like everyone's yeah. got their own yeah. bit that really like it's just, a well u- utilized ensemble cast. Yeah, it's so good. So yeah, I would yeah. say even that yeah, like I said, it's not like really a moment, but just the way that all of the characters bounce off each other yeah. in such yeah. s- speedy but comedically yeah. punchy ways is that just is so great. unique to this kind yeah. of a, this kind of writing, like this duo, but yeah. also like, I think it's best done in this film. Yeah. yeah out of the one. three. Well put. Yeah. 
Yeah, well put. Um, my favorite, my favorite bits. My idea of a perfect Sunday. Uh, no, my favorite bits are obviously Aaron A. Aronson thing, which is hilarious. Yeah. There's a bit which I think is but so what? us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's a joke which I think is so us, which is um, they're having that heart to heart moment. Mm. There's two bits in this heart to heart moment. Number one, where it's like uh, uh, Nicholas is explaining Danny, ha- explaining to Danny how he became a cop, and it's basically like when I was a kid, my uncle gave me a gave me a toy cop car and he's like oh, sounds like a good man actually he was selling drugs to underage kids oh what a cunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> that bit but then the one bit again which i think is so us is like they've just had this beautiful heart-to-heart moment and then danny's like oh look at this and then he stabs himself in the eye and blood sprays everywhere and he's screaming <laughs> yeah uh it turns out he's just done like a thing with or ketchup and that's sauce, it yeah. and then they just get on the piss and it's hilarious yeah and that's, that's like cool. a really nice because Cage, uh, not Cage, Cage. Which is a good setup for how he fakes um, Angel's death later on. To get yeah, it so good. Good setup, yeah. That's the thing is none of this is ever wasted. Yes, like, like even like the moment that you There's think... perfect amounts of foreshadowing and setup and payoff. And it's that's great. the thing, even the moments that you think, oh, Danny's just talking about his mum dying, but yeah. it actually feeds directly into the plot yeah. of why this is all happening. Yeah. Like it's just stuff like that where they're just able to set things up yep. to be knocked down that is so yeah. satisfying yeah. in a story yeah. that, yeah. We yeah. will uh, aim to achieve. In third bit. Third bit is this is the one bit of improv I know of in the movie, which is they're setting up a crime scene where the that guy's house has exploded. Mm. Again, Nicholas thinks it's um, a crime. Uh, everyone else thinks it's an accident. The Andes are complaining because they don't want to do work. And then it's hard to explain this guy because it's a vis- it's completely visual. But it's when they exit screen left like that. They do that like head tilt, and mm. then like one of the Andes just pops his head back in. And it's funny because when you see that bit, you can see Rafe's ball in the background start to crack up because it wasn't meant to do it. He was just fucking around. <laughs> and I think they must have only done it once, but Edgar was like, keep it. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. I, yeah. Wonder, I wonder how much, because I mean, this is a kind of film that you feel like couldn't exist with that kind of mindset every day on set where it's like let's put improv into it because yeah, it's so tight around. so but much maybe they do like, a, maybe yeah. they do a shot at the end of every day or like a shot at the end of every yeah. setup where they're like let's just do a random one now yeah yeah very true um very just well this is completely unrelated but mm-hmm. i watched that uh new pinocchio recently and oh Filch, yes not i should keep shouldn't say Filch, like, <laughs> okay, but like that's all i know up. him as what is his name i tried to look for it earlier no, it's here. It is... Uh, oh, David Bradley. David Bradley. Who plays Arthur Weebly in this, uh, who's the landmine guy. He yeah. plays Geppetto in it. Oh, that's him. Yeah. I was trying to... I was like, who's this voice? I yeah. recognize it, but that's him. Yeah. There you go. That's great. Yeah. It's crazy because I've only ever seen him as this guy in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, just characters. In Filch as Harry Potter. Like, obviously, he's yeah. a big known actor. He's probably massive yeah. in stage and theater over there as well. But mm. to have him as a main character in, in that was like... I was like, oh, no way. Like, yeah. he's the lead in this. It's I'm great. only 40 minutes in. Is that a good movie? Do you like I'm watching? only like 80 minutes in. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I watched like the first two thirds of it. Interesting. I always enjoy it's beautifully yeah. made. Like it's incredible. And I saw one oh, yeah. really cool thing. I can watch stop like, motion even if it's boring. It's yeah, like, that's well, the thing. It's still I, pretty the, cool. The really cool thing <laughs> I saw on the behind the scenes is that they showed the biggest and smallest Pinocchio models that they use. Oh wow. And the biggest one is like Pinocchio sized? No, it's like twelve foot tall. Oh my it's huge. God. And my. then the or, and then the other one is like a, like a matchstick. It's oh, you know for p- perspective and stuff. But, oh, yeah. smart. Um, well, what a tangent to end this episode on. Yeah, we can probably cut that. Uh, yeah. No, no, don't cut it. Hot fuzz. It was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I said hot fuzz. It was hot. Yeah. It was hot. It was very very hot, and I loved it. And yeah, and yeah. That's um, uh, that's 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 our hot fuzz. Jog on.
That's another <laughs> favorite line of mine. Yeah, he does. I love it because Danny says it, and then he says it because it's yeah. a sign that, like, clearly he's trying to copy him and be like. Before we do wrap up, actually, yeah. I do want to say all of these movies are great because they're hilarious, and they also have like some emotional weight to them as well. Yeah. Uh, this one, I really feel for Danny because he's so cute and lovely, and that scene where he's running away in the rain with the monkey breaks me like breaks my heart. So cute, mm. but. The, the thing I resonate most with in this movie is how gaslit it seems that Nicholas Angel is getting all the way. Like, I feel his frustration yes. so much when no one else yes. helps him out. Like, especially when he's just like, it's again, just before Danny runs off, he's talking to the Andes and I was like, it's your job, detect. <laughs> it's so infuriating. Yeah. That no one gives him a bone. And they got that swear jar and that, there's that joke with the swear jar and he keeps on swearing and people keep on filling up the jar because yeah. he's getting so pissed <laughs> off at everyone. Yeah, and it does it like 40 times in that one take, like one it shot. It does one such scene. a good job of aggravating you and then yeah. you don't hate the Andes by the end. You love them again because there's that... Yes. They all get back together as a team. Yes. So good. Yeah. So it's, good. It's, it's interesting because there's that dynamic in most cop films where the detective that we're following mm. is like hated by the rest of the squad yeah. because they're too rogue or they're too yeah. like, you know... Um, they're just like, I don't know. They, they, I don't know what normally they're done. It's usually it's like rogue or they're just made fun of because they're always getting yeah. like ridden by the boss or whatever. But this yeah. one is like Nick <laughs> Angel's. Nick Angel's mayor's uh, on my ass yeah. on this one. <laughs> this one, this one is just like they hate him because he is actually trying to be a good policeman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, poor Angel. Yeah, so good. Know. Great um, movie. Hot fuzz. Five stars. Um, hot, 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 hot. Uh, join us next week for episode three and the spinning of the wheel. The conclusion. Uh, with To this trilogy. The World's End? The World's or End. Or is it just World's End? No, The. The. The World's the End. World's end. Yep. Uh, it should be good. Um, thanks for listening and we will be back in a week's time. Uh, yeah. You Fucking know, on, smash mate. that like and subscribe. Why did that become a thing? Smash, smash. that. Why, why smash? Just click it. Apparently there was some study... Um, no, that was like done. It. I'm not no. going to get too much into don't like this. No, no. Cut it. Cut that it. Done Scrap. That showed that. <laughs> Scrap. It. Cut it. No. Anyway, don't yeah, ask. Don't, don't ask questions you don't want the answers to, my friend. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't care. Like, if you're listening and you enjoy this, this is good enough for me. I don't care if you do anything else. No, 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 no. I like it. Like, <laughs> like it. Oh, the ginger nut gets it. <laughs> All right. See you later. Love you. Yeah, that so thing there. There's the thing on the record enable one. We just don't want it. Yeah. Is that hitting red too much? No. It does with me because I'm yelling. But I see. I see. You can. Yes. Just, do, just hold it like here, like here. Yeah. It's, it's not actually going red, but it will if I go. Yeah. 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 I can. Okay. Good. We're good. We're good, man. Are we recording? We are recording. We're live. Do, are you gonna? Yeah. Okay. So the the like, do you reckon you'll keep that in? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's a whole. Cut this.